welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday, the 20th of April. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, working on decade number three, the physical delivery of gold and silver, wealth insurance. You know, you think about, you know, working on our third decade here. And you go back to, I wonder, you know, when Eric started, you know, he's been in, he was in it, my Uncle Eric, he's been in it 40 years. And he had to be just absolutely crazy. I got to imagine in the 90s, you know, can you imagine like 1996 and 97, 98, Clinton was president, right, and we were running those fake budget surpluses, and he's telling people that he's he sells gold and silver. Because I remember what he told me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you, you know, the wacko you had to be. Now when I tell people what I do, every one of them, oh, yeah, what is gold or what is silver today? You know, they... They, they don't, no one's laughing anymore, are they? Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, we got a Facebook page. We got a Twitter page. I don't know, do they call that a, a page? I'm not sure, but we've got Twitter. We're on it. I'm on it. Uh, at Patriot Trading One. Follow us there. Our podcast. I don't even know how many downloads we're at now, but it's a big, big number. Lots of zeros after it. Uh, that's how many people uh, want to be comfortably disturbed. And I, I'm just, it, it, everything is upside down. Nothing makes sense anymore. I mean, have you seen what the 10-year note's been doing? Right? The We're allegedly in this rate hike cycle, which, uh, by the way, uh, Goldman Sachs came out today and said, yeah, we're not so sure about that anymore. I wonder what they know that the rest of us don't. But the bond yields have been falling. I don't know if you noticed yesterday, after I got off the air, I didn't even realize it, the Japanese 10-year note went back negative. Uh, It's actually now, uh, I looked this morning, the Japanese 10-year note is now at point zero zero six or four it's fluttering essentially right at nothing the german tenure boon is uh returning uh, two tenths of a percent and our tenure note uh is at like 225 and of course, remember it got what above two fifty, and everyone said, "Hey, above anything above two sixty, and that's it. The bond market's going to implode." Uh, of course, the problem is all the real economic data is causing problems for the Federal Reserve. But everything doesn't—it's it, just gone crazy. You know, you think about how the low end of the yield curve is supposedly rising, yet the high end of the curve is collapsing and you know all of the great economic models and theories never had that in there and you start to realize how screwed up everything is 
and it's happened here in the gold market, right? We've got historic low premiums. We have all kinds of crazy things that have happened uh, during the, you know, you think about it, gold's up, what, 20, almost 23% in the last 16 months. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, right? And you know, the funny thing is, is none of the people on the idiot box, none of your financial advisors, I shouldn't say none, because we've got several financial advisors that are clients here and and have told their clients what they should be doing. None of them told you to buy gold. And yet it's up 23% in the last 16 months, and it's just getting started, but... We have this this incredible fall in, in premiums, and everybody's been able to buy at just incredible pricing. Today, something has happened that has never happened before. Talking about in the gold markets, I got an alert this morning, and it, it has to do uh, with with. An MS sixty three twenty dollar Liberty gold coin. I'm. Oh, I'll talk about that a little more in detail in the next segment. But something where they in their little message to me, they they just wrote, "We have never seen this before." So you're going to uh, be able to have an opportunity to to buy at a price and an event that has never happened before, and I'm super excited about it. It really is incredible, but we'll get to that in the next segment. I want to give you a warning about selfies. Now, I have never taken one, at least not that I know. (laughs) But we know, right, people like them. You may want to watch out on your selfies because they say that more than ever now your life insurance may depend on it a selfie reveals more than whether it's a good hair day facial lines and contours droops and dark spots can indicate how well you're aging and that's caught the eye of your life insurance company Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. (laughs) It's getting weird out there. Yes, now the selfie may do you in. Your face is something you wear all your life. And it tells a very unique story about you. I always tell people, I've got the body and the face for radio. According to to this guy, he's the chief data scientist at uh, Lepidus Solutions in Wilmington, North Carolina. Several life insurance companies are testing his technology that uses facial analytics and other data to estimate life expectancy. 
They would not disclose the names of the companies testing its products, but, you know, <laughs> I got some pretty good guesses. Insurers use life expectancy estimates to make policy approval and pricing decisions. And he said that, according, at least according to him, they can analyze selfies. And, and I guess they're going out online right now. And they're downloading selfies that people are taking of themselves. And using that and sharing that with the life insurance companies. Could you imagine that? Well, you know, I know we said you were approved, Mr. Spuckatelli, but, uh, you know, you took that selfie with your granddaughter, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, based on that, we pretty much think you're going to be dead soon. So, yeah, no, we're not interested. Boy, what about? I wonder if it takes into account like plastic surgery and stuff, right? I got, I got to believe plastic surgeons. All you, you'll see it now. Been turned down for life insurance because of a bad selfie. Come on in. We'll give you a two for one. You know, Joe, I was thinking about something. What if you're taking those wild selfies where you're hanging off a, a cliff or something like that? Maybe you're in, you know, the wind's blowing real hard and they can pull the wrinkles back. I don't know. No, like a dangerous selfie. You know how some people will go to the edge oh, of a building yeah, or hey, riding a motorcycle that, while taking a selfie? A hang glider? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's a great point. Right? Was that you in Mexico <laughs> on one of those raft boats or, I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Right? Next thing you know, I will, uh, we're going to need your Social Security number, your address, uh, your current employer, and your login to your Facebook page. And please send us uh, uh, your Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I guess. I guess that's just where it's going. Well, you know what? Well, I, I think it goes hand in hand. Right? Within the next 10 years, we're going to know everything you ever bought in your life. And now we're going to make, we'll make all decisions about you <laughs> based upon all of your social media stuff. Right? And then all of you right-wing wacko off-the-gritters that refuse to do selfies, well, we just won't allow you to get a policy at all. So you better get out there and start taking some, some pictures of your stuff. I don't know. Everything. Hey, listen, it's a world gone mad. So I, you know, I, I gave the tease of something that's never, ever happened. I'm, it's amazing. You know, and, I, and I'll, I'll just say this. You know, we, we talk about, you know, anytime you can buy like two $10 libs for less than a 20, what a great deal that is. And that happens, you know. I would say often enough, you know, multiple, multiple times a year. You can never buy four or fives for less than a 20. And, and, and probably in the 14 years I've been doing this, I think we did it once. In other words, the price was close enough and we made it work. But this morning, the email we received, and this went out to all the dealers across the country, 
MS-63 $20 Liberties. We ran them, like, I want to say maybe a month ago, because I couldn't believe how inexpensive they were. I'm like, holy smoke, this is the, the cheapest price in 15 years. This is now the cheapest ever. They say that the MS-63 Liberty is now at the closest price ever to the MS-62 Liberty. And for those of you that don't know uh, the grades, and, and we don't do a lot of graded coins here, we've been doing more of them lately because it's just the opportunity's been too good. You know, every once in a while, I may come out and say, hey, we've got an MS-61 for like the same price as a, a regular 20, right? And that'd be an incredible opportunity. But when you talk about the graded coin market, and we've talked about this before, you know, there's grading scale, it's like zero to 10, but it's 60 to 70. And the MS-61s, the 62s, the Libs, and the Saints are pretty close together. As a matter of fact, a lot of times in that 61 and 62 grades, you can see the Saints actually be worth more. But then, and it's always been this way, there's a huge, huge spike in the price when you get to an MS-63 $20 Liberty. Because you got to remember, the Liberties were only minted up to 1907. And so it, these coins, they were money. They were used. And they were used a lot. And they got shipped. You don't know, think about how many of them went across the oceans and back, right? Time and time and time again got, got stagecoached from one, one bank to the next from one Federal Reserve Bank to another, right, and got bounced around. So to find coins in that type of condition, right, was harder. There's just not that many of them. And so that's where we always saw the spike in the price. And I'll just give you an example. Going into this morning, an MS-63 $20 Liberty was if you paid by a check, you know, $1,540. And to be precise, $1,538.60. Right? If you called me yesterday, that was the price. An MS-63 Saint was $1,489. Today... You can buy an MS-63 $20 Liberty Gold piece for less than an MS-63 $20 St. Gaudens. The first time in history that that has ever happened. They're $1,275, or dollars MS-63 $20 Liberties. That by itself would be enough. But for every one you buy, 
Not only will you buy it for less than a 63 cent at 14.75, but I'm also going to throw in for every one you buy either a Morgan dollar, peace dollar, silver round or silver eagle. So something that uh, the equivalent of the of a minimum of $20 worth of silver. And really, probably most of them are going to be, you know, in that $21, $22 range. But we'll say $20 worth of silver for no cost. The first person that buys 10, you're going to get 10 MS-63 Saints, or 60, i got to get this right, 10 MS-63 $20 Liberties. First time ever less than its counterpart, the 63 Saint. And and uh, the Bullion Bank, or, or the, the wholesaler, they put it on discount, and then I threw another discount on there to actually get it to, to be under that. You're going to get the 10 ounces, or $10 in, in silver. So you're going to get $200 or more, and it'll be more, two, more than $200 worth of silver, and a proof MS, or a proof, a proof one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle in its box and in its cert, which is a, another $250 value. So you're going to be essentially the first person that buys 10 MS-63 $20 Saints. You're going to pick up, close it in on $500 worth of free add-ons. So, but I only have one because I only have one proof. I got this one proof 10th ounce American Gold Eagle. I've, it's been sitting in our in our vault for like I don't even know how long at least the last six months, and I'm like, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do to inspire. So if you buy 10 of them, it'll be 14750 Then you're going to get 10 silver coins and then a proof one-tenth-ounce American Gold Eagle, all for the price of the 1063 Liberties. And, of course, if you buy one, you're going to get one free silver, buy two, buy three. Uh, and you think about the price. So I was trying to, to, how am I going to explain how good of an opportunity this is? And so I went back, and I've told this story. We have these binders in the shipping room. We have a uh, a bookcase. And it's, I don't even know what it is, five shelves. And in this bookcase, we have all of these binders, and they're, what would you say, what, two, three-inch thick binders. And every every week, we get the gray sheet. It's something that dealers use. Uh, it's our way of making sure the wholesalers aren't ripping us off, right? And, and so in these sheets, it, a whole a whole year's worth takes up this whole binder, right? And, and we've got shelves of them. 
And I went back and I just started picking out. Well, first I decided, well, let's, let's go to this time last year. So I pulled the 2016 binder, and the closest date I found was April 22nd. April 22nd. Now, by the way, gold then was $50 an ounce less. It's a gold higher this year than it was last year. And in the gray sheets, it gives me the bids and the ask on these coins. So think about when gold was $50 less, an MS-63 $20 Liberty would, would have run you about... 60, almost 1675 bucks. So you think about, it was running about $400 over spot. And that's been normal pricing. I pulled the gray sheet from 1995. Gold was 360 bucks, the sheet that I... I just took the first one, so it probably was a December sheet. MS-63 Liberties would have cost you over $900 then. I'll finish with that story when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie appointed five of the seven justices on the New Jersey Supreme Court, so the court should be as conservative as Christie the candidate. But not one of these justices voted for the conservative side on one of the biggest issues in the state. Mount Laurel Doctrine originated in New Jersey and is now taught in law schools nationwide. It forces rural towns to establish affirmative action in housing. The New Jersey Supreme Court entered sweeping decisions in 1975 and 1983 to order municipalities to provide low-cost housing. These decisions supposedly prohibit so-called economic discrimination by municipalities, even though economic discrimination is not a recognized civil right by the U.S. Supreme Court. In implementation of these decisions, the New Jersey legislature enacted the so-called Fair Housing Act to create the Council on Affordable Housing. The purpose of COAH was to police hundreds of small towns in New Jersey to assess whether they were satisfying their obligation to provide low-cost housing. But COAH has been ineffective for years and even stopped issuing regulations in 1999, resulting in ongoing litigation ever since. In 2015, the New Jersey Supreme Court held that delays in developing low-cost housing had persisted for too long. The court ordered hundreds of towns to ignore COAH and instead bring their zoning plans before trial court judges to resolve the disputes. But that decision was not good enough for civil rights advocates, who then insisted that remedies be ordered for the 16-year gap period between 1999 and 2015. During that gap period, there were record foreclosures on properties, multiple recessions, and Hurricane Sandy. Despite this, the New Jersey Supreme Court held that hundreds of small towns remained fully liable to the extent they did not satisfy their obligations during that gap period. Mount Laurel Doctrine itself is not a bellwether judicial issue, but judges who embrace the concept of an evolving constitution and legislating new rights are likely to be liberal on other issues as well. 
residents of New Jersey will now suffer for decades. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped? Or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? To share your viewpoint on never-elected supremacist judges, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands he was backwards backwards use words like no sir yes ma'am. welcome back patriot radio news hour our toll-free number 800-951-0592 still nobody yet and it, it, this is one of those weird things that that will probably most likely not see again in at least in our lifetime something that that has never happened before and you know you start thinking about hey when gold was in the threes they were running 900 bucks one of the reasons why we didn't sell them was because ah, it's not worth the money, right? Stay at the low end. And now, really, when you think about it, if we were going to, you know, you got gold, gold's $1,280 to the ounce. During normal markets, just our regular, everyday, run-of-the-mill $20 gold piece would probably be about fourteen seventy-five, somewhere between fourteen fifty. And fifteen hundred bucks in a normal market. And now today you're buying you have the opportunity to buy an MS sixty three. That's eight grades higher. You know, you think about we've been running what, twenty dollar gold pieces we are running at what I think right now today. They're thirteen hundred and ninety dollars. So for eighty bucks, you can buy the MS sixty three Liberty. By the way, that's five dollars less than you can buy an MS sixty two Liberty today. That's never happened. In the 63s, and I'm just telling you throughout history, I'll, 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 we'll take last year, right? So we told you where you would have been last year. An MS-62 last year, just to give you the difference, I got to, I don't see as well as I used to. You were looking at almost a $100 difference between a 62 and a 63. And as I was pulling these binders, I was just randomly grabbing years, and there was this red one, but it didn't have a date on the on the sleeve, and I'm like, I wonder what year that is, and I pulled it out, and I opened it up, and it happened to be 2008, and gold on the, and it tells you the gold price of the day of the issuance was $838. 
And I've got to assume it was my uncle, because someone actually had wrote on it. And they had underlined the MS-63 Liberty coin. And then they had circled our regular circulated coins. And And my guess was, is we were probably talking about a pitch as to why you don't buy an MS-63 and buy the lower. At $840 gold, wholesale cost was $1,745. Bucks. $1,745 at $800 gold. This is kind of, you know, you see the premiums that these coins can have. And, and I really think this is probably, you know, we're, we're right here at the dead bottoms, and this is where you want to go buy it, right? This is where, you know, you don't build your whole portfolio, at least I don't believe, on MS-63 $20 Liberty. But this is a, a grade, the coin in the grade, that all throughout the whole, you know, starting when the gold industry started, Right, because really, you couldn't. Let's face it: from 1933, 1971, you couldn't even own any gold. Right, couldn't own any. And then we didn't start minting gold in this country again until 1986. And that's when they reclassified all the old gold as collectibles. And remember the show I did yesterday talking about the IRAs. And then the, we were doing the question and answers with the IRS. They added a whole little sec, a section for all of these gold companies that are trying to swindle you with the at-home IRA stuff. And they made reference to the fact that they only allow certain types of coins into the IRAs. Of course, letting you know, hey, we don't allow for those pre-33 coins to be in there. Of course, remember the Gold Confiscation Act, right? The only coins you got to keep were collectible. And this was, you know, when you talk about collector collectability and collectible premiums, this is the coin and the grade that really starts, you know, where, where the collectors go. You know, you think about $800 gold, and my cost, probably would have been about $1,800 if it was wholesale seventeen forty-five, probably somewhere around 18 maybe 18 and a quarter my cost your cost would have probably been what two grand now you're saying hey you can buy an MS-63 $20 Liberty for less than $200 over spot it's an incredible, I think, an incredible opportunity, something where, uh, according to the people that have been in the business since its inception, has never happened. Buying an MS-63 $20 Liberty for less than an MS-63 Saint for less than an MS-62 $20 Liberty. And when you do it today, that's not good enough. That's a good price, but not good enough. You're going to get a free Morgan 
piece, round, eagle, free silver, and the first one of you that buys 10, you're going to get 10 ounces of silver or 10 silver coins because we know the, the mortgage and the peace dollars aren't quite, they're not an ounce, uh, but they are worth just as much. And the first person I've got, you get 10 of those and you're going to get a free one tenth ounce proof American Gold Eagle with its box and its cert. And I, I can't do better than that. At 800 951 uh, gold, like I said, is pretty much unchanged at $1,280 on news from Goldman Sachs today. Uh, the Dow's actually uh, been down the last several days again. Uh, earning season has started. Uh, not great earnings have come out so far, uh, but BlackRock and Goldman Sachs had some very interesting comments. I'll share them with you next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You want to talk about buying at the bottom? I had actually emailed uh, Doug Balico. He is the senior VP over at Heritage, who is the they're the largest gold wholesaler in the world. Matter of fact, uh, they do the vast majority of all the auctions uh, in that market as well. And I said, can you tell me the 15-year and the 30-year average of what an MS-63 $20 gold piece would be above spot price? And he actually just responded during the break. The, over the last 15 years, he said the average price of an MS-63 $20 Liberty was 75% above spot, which would put that at, you know, spot's 1280 would put that at over $2,200. He said the 30-year average is 100%. It's actually a little over 100%. I'm going to round down. If you think about it, so somewhere between twenty-two and twenty-five hundred dollars would be the historical average when you're looking at it at fourteen seventy-five, and you're going to get you know at least twenty dollars worth of silver. I mean, you're, you're just a great opportunity. Uh, and here's what's kind of got Wall Street a little happy. It's the first update this week. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw Verizon missed on earnings. Uh, this morning, eBay uh, as well, and the earnings have been really, uh, they were hoping for a great, this this was supposed to be the great earnings revival, it hasn't happened yet. Larry Fink, he's the chief executive of BlackRock, now the one of the largest single family landlords in the world. Notice how I said single family. They bought, a, well, they a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a subsidiary owned hundreds of thousands of houses in America. Said that they are indications that the U.S. economy is slowing. 
as businesses weigh whether the Trump administration is going to be able to pass tax reform and infrastructure programs quickly. And I think that's the key word. It's not Trump, right? It's Congress. They're not going to let it happen. I mean, we can't even get the health care part done. And just so you know why, some of you may be asking, why is it that they keep going back to health care? Why don't we just move on and, and get to the tax cut or go, go on and get to the infrastructure part? And the answer is really simple. If they can't get health care, the, the size of the budget deficit with the tax cuts and the infrastructure without any health care savings is just off the charts. They're, they're, they're planning on, they believe, and I don't know if it's true or not, we'll have to wait and see what the final bill ends up being, that they're going to save hundreds of billions of dollars a year by repealing Obamacare. That's going to allow them to at least pay for some of the tax cuts in the infrastructure. And that they can't even go and do that. Essentially, they said without the health care repeal, you can't even really talk about the tax cuts. Because nobody's going to vote for blowing up the deficits by, you know, $500 billion more dollars a year. Fink says the warning signs are getting darker. He did an interview with Bloomberg um, this morning, I'm sorry, yesterday, on, on Wednesday. He runs the world's largest money management company. Nobody has more assets under management than these guys. He's mentioned the pullback in car sales. Hmm. I know there is a a guy that's got a body and a face made for radio telling you about that, what, almost a year ago? Right, and of course, it, once again, it's happening, right? It's blowing up everywhere. He said a pause in merger and acquisition activities. Right, the M&A isn't happening. I remember when I first started, it seemed like every Monday, we just, okay, this company's buying that company, that company's buying this. I mean, we called it Merger Monday. Right? Well, we called CNBC did and this and that. Now, I don't even remember the last one. He said the stock market needs validation that U.S. corporate earnings will stay strong and that the policies of President Trump will move forward in Congress if they want to move higher. He said that they're taking a wait-and-see approach, but he, but he says that, right, be careful. And then Goldman Sachs this morning, this is how they do things, right? One guy comes out, okay, now we're going to come out, and said that they are backing away from the perception of more interest rate hikes in 2017. 
Now, they didn't say that they weren't going to be any, but, uh, of course, Goldman Sachs, they were holding on to four. Then it was down to three. Uh, they didn't put a number on it this time, but many people said that they're coming down to the conclusion that there may only be one more rate hike in 2017. Uh, that's got Wall Street excited. Yeah. Uh, up 180 points right now on news that stimulus will stay forever. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Thursday. I don't know if you guys saw this. North Korea. Their state media warned the United States of a super mighty preemptive strike after U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said the United States was looking at ways to bring pressure to North Korea over its nuclear program. The United States is now uh, apparently has deployed the nuke sniffers. Not sure what that is, but apparently they're going to be out there looking for the North Korean nuclear weapons. Uh, in case, in the case of our super mighty preemptive strike being launched, it will completely and immediately wipe out not only U.S. imperialistic invasion forces in South Korea, but it will also take out the surrounding areas. And it said, though, and I want to just read exactly what it says, and its surrounding areas, but the U.S. mainland, and will reduce them to ashes. Now, of course, North Korea regularly threatens to destroy Japan, South Korea, and the United States. So, yeah, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. But, yes, uh, the, 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 I guess the word preemptive has everybody a little bit on edge. And, and so we are going to, I guess, I don't know, get the nuke sniffers out. I don't know if that would mean, would, would we be able to tell? before the nuclear weapon got launched, right? I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But but nonetheless, uh, that has been making the headlines, uh, the, the preemptive strike, and now uh, the nuke sniffers being deployed. And we'll just have to wait and see. You know, right now that's been calm this week, and hopefully it will remain so. Uh, but but you never know. Just another one of those uncertainties as as gold's kind of taking a little rest here, right? Waiting, gold's got right up right to almost a thirteen hundred, and waiting for the next one to to get it over that level. Uh, we'll have to see whether that's going to be uh, North Korea. Is it going to be something that we don't even know about yet? Uh, could it be? the upcoming release of first quarter, like most estimates now, well below 2%. A lot of them now closer to 1%, some of them below 1%. Uh, the Atlanta Federal Reserve says half of a percent, but that's most of the estimates now seem to be between half of a percent and like 1.2 to 1.4% GDP growth. Not the three percent and the two and a half percent they were promising, and I think that's kind of got what everybody a little nervous because uh, we didn't get the health care done. 
which doesn't allow it without health care. It looks like infrastructure and tax cuts won't happen. Uh, so the longer that takes, and then, of course, remember, they get back Monday. Talk of a government shutdown if they don't have a budget by the end of the week. We'll have to see how that plays out as well. So a lot of things out there for gold to move higher. Uh, again, the biggest sale maybe ever, not maybe, it is ever, on MS-63 $20 Liberties, uh, $14.75, and you get a free silver coin with it, 800-951-0592. Everybody take care. Have a great rest of your day.